listening to Destination University, a podcast for college-bound teens and the parents, mentors, and educators who support them. If that is you, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Welcome to episode number 19, Start Writing Your Power Essay with My Secret Method. There is no guarantee for success, but there are ways to get closer to it when you do the right things. Who you surround yourself with is just as important as what you do. Finding the right people, the right classes, the right activities, and taking the right tests are all decisions that shape your future. Find out more today on Destination University with Dr. Cynthia Colon. Dr. Colon and her guests will give you the tips you need, whether you're a student, parent, or educator. Now, here is your host, Dr. Cynthia Cologne. Are you at a loss for what to write about? Overwhelmed by having to decide what is the most important parts of your life? Have no fear. By the time we're done today, you will have plenty to choose from, and your essay may actually begin writing itself. Oh my goodness, I am beyond excited. Today, I'm doing something I've never done before and that is giving you one of the ex- the one exercise that I typically only give to my students. This method has been team proofed and battle tested for over 15 years and I can still remember perfecting and perfecting it. If you are feeling stuck, I'll break down what you need to know and give you my one brainstorm activity that gets all my essay campers unstuck within the first hour of class. I cannot wait to share this with you. Wherever you are listening, you will want to cozy up. So here's the truth, though, before we do anything. I want you to know that every teenager has plenty to write about. But not every topic has equal value. The trick is to figure out what you absolutely must get across to an admission officer that spends 8 to 15 minutes on your file. So today, we are not leaving without generating possible topics that are right for you. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Dr. Cynthia Colon, author of the book Tips, Tales, and Truths for Teens. Welcome to Destination University. We help families navigate the college admission process through online or live group classes and private counseling. Consider me your step-by-step college admission coach and cheerleader. By being here today, you are helping to grow the community of informed families across the nation. Thank you for joining the movement. So let me break down our agenda for today. First, I'll give you the secret two questions you must be able to answer in order to answer any other college essay topic. Number two, I'll tell you the seven categories from which you will choose your essay topics. And number three, I'm going to walk you through my one special brainstorm exercise that will leave you with possible topics today. All right. Are you ready? All right. We're going to get you closer to that finish line today. So put on your running shoes. We're going to jump right in. And so you'll want to grab a pen and paper or, you know, use your phone for, to take notes, whatever. But this is going to be those, going to be one of those episodes and you may listen to a couple of times. So are you? I would just recommend just downloading it. So, all right, first thing, you want to write this little secret down. If you can answer these two questions, 
then you're going to be golden. So the first question is this, who am I? The who am I question really is getting at where do you live? What does that look like? Who do you live with? What makes you you? Okay, who are you? I'll go into that a little bit more. And the second question is, what's important to you and why? So like, what do you value? What do you stand for? What would you not want to live without? What do you absolutely love doing? So I have found that pretty much every college essay prompt falls into one of these two buckets, the who am I bucket or the what's important to me and why bucket. So if you can really start to analyze and reflect on your answers to those two questions, the rest is going to come pretty easily. Now I say easily, but you know, nothing about this process really feels easy, (laughs) but at least I break it down for you. All right. So let's look at a few examples of questions that really are the who are you question. So if I take a look at the common application, the common application offers seven choices of essay prompts. So for example, question number one on the common application is this. Some students have a background, identity, interest, or talent that is so meaningful they believe their application would be incomplete without it. If this is you, share your story. That's a like quintessential who are you question, okay? So here's another example, also from Common App. It's actually question number two. It says, recount a time when you faced a challenge, setback or failure. How did it affect you? And what did you learn from the experience? Again, this is the who are you question because when you are faced with challenges or failures, you really have to dig deep in figuring out who you are, what, you, what you've learned, what you value, that kind of thing. So it gives the reader the context from which you come from and how to read your application. All right, let's look at the UC application, the University of California. They offer eight choices for essay prompts, and you must choose four. So here are two examples of the who are you question. It's actually question number one says this. Describe an example of your leadership experience in which you have positively influenced others, helped resolve disputes, or contributed to group efforts over time. So again, they're just really wanting to know who are you? What's the context? What do you, you know, what's important to you? So that is shining through. You, you know, who are you? Number eight says this. What is the one thing that sets you apart from other candidates applying to the University of California? Okay, this is really what I call the select your topic (laughs) kind of question. But it's really getting at what's the one thing that sets you apart? Who are you? Who are you? Okay. Now, looking at the coalition application, There is one question, it's question number four, that's really one of my favorites. So question number four on the coalition application says this, what is the hardest part of being a teenager now? What's the best part? What advice would you give 
to a younger sibling or friend. And in parentheses, it says, assuming they would listen to you. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cute. So again, what is it like to be a teenager now? What are you like as a teenager is really what this is asking. What's the best part about being a teenager right now? And what would you share? What advice would you give? So it's asking about you in the state of who you are right now. What I love about this question is really honestly, this is the question I think everyone wants you to answer. I don't want you to pretend you're older or smarter or savvier than you really are. I really want to just read about you. And that's what this question is getting at. I love it. I love the way it's phrased. Okay, so I'm going to give you some examples of the second type of question, which is what's important to you and why? So for the common application choices, I found these examples. Question number five says this, discuss an accomplishment, event, or realization that sparked a period of personal growth and a new understanding of yourself or others. Okay, so what's important to you and why? Meaning, all right, what happened in your life? An accomplishment or something, something that sparked a period of growth. What was important to you? Maybe it was an organization that you volunteered for. Maybe something you did um, in school. Number six for the common application says this. Describe a topic, idea, or concept you find so engaging that it makes you lose all track of time. Why does it captivate you? What or who do you turn to when you want to learn more? So what's important to you and why? So um, I ask students to think about like, when do you lose track of time? When do you get so wrapped up in something? And that's really what this is asking. So what's important to you? It might be comic books. It might be baseball. It might be paddleboarding. It might be singing. It might be ceramics. It might be your love of the environment or the desire to save the environment. Gun control. It might be, um, oh gosh, I'm thinking, it might be fashion or business, whatever it is. What captivates you? Okay, the UC um, essay prompts also offer these, and these are some of my favorites as well. Number two, every person has a creative side and it can be expressed in many ways. Problem solving, innovative thinking, and, artist, and, and artistically, to name a few. Describe how you would express your creative side. I love that question, probably because I like to be creative on my, when I'm on my downtime. So question number seven on the UC um, prompts says this, what have you done to make your school or community a better place? That's a pretty straightforward question. And it really is getting at the what's important to you. So remember, and I can't remember, there's so many episodes that I do talk about impact leadership. And that's what I'm getting at here. And that's what the question is getting at. Where have you made an impact in your community? Meaning it could be your home, it could be your school, your team, your neighborhood, it could be your state. So what communities are you having an effect on? The coalition application asks this question, and it's question number two. It says, describe a time when you made a meaningful contribution to others in which the greater good was your focus. Discuss the challenges and rewards of making your contribution. Again, what is important to you and why? 
So if you've raised money for a nonprofit organization or you've done something that leaves um, something better than you found it. So I think of the girls uh, at Marymount who one who created the Honor Council. I think about the one who created the Diversity Club and, the, and then later the girls who created the Diversity Conference. I think about Nick who um, started his ice hockey team at his at his high school i think about roy who you know has a mom as a phlebotomist who brings in record numbers of students who are giving blood so something meaningful and discuss the challenges and rewards okay really good examples of the questions that fall into the two buckets of who are you and what's important to you and why okay so now you've got the questions and now you must begin seeking your answers. But you're like, where do I even begin to write this power essay? Um, how do I know what to say, what to do? So I'm so glad you asked because we're going to now talk about the seven categories from which your topics are going to come from, okay? So I'm going to tell you the seven up front because if you're taking notes, you'll want to leave space between whether you're taking notes on your phone or taking notes on literally on a piece of paper or on your computer. You want to leave space so you can take down some notes in between, okay? So here are the seven categories that every teen will choose their topic from. They are people, places, Leadership, experiences, hobbies, objects, and work experience. I'll say it one more time. People, places, leadership, experiences, hobbies, objects, work experience. All right, I'm going to give you some examples. But I, when I'm in a workshop, I will say to the students, I'm going to give you some ex my own examples, but as I say things, things that come to your mind that make sense for you, your own examples matter more than mine, okay? So here we go. First category, people. So there are people in your lives that have had great influence on you. So friends, parents, grandparents, mentors, teachers, siblings, other extended family members, so is there someone that really stands out in your life that has had an influence in your in, in, in becoming you? So think about who that is and go ahead and write their, down their names. Um, you know, I mean, you can say cousin, but, you know, is it cousin Becky? Like, you know, who is it? Places. You want to think of places can be as simple as your bedroom, your living room your desk. For me, when I was your age, that place was the swimming pool in the backyard. That is where I spent most of my summer with my good friend, Lynn. For you, it may be a vacation spot, a sports venue, church, a concert, a restaurant, your favorite city in the world. Places that have had great meaning to you because of who you were with, who you were eating with, what you learned, the lasting memory in your head. Think about a place, and it doesn't have to be anything fancy. I've had people write about the beanbag that's in their, that is in their bedroom. 
Um, for me, what came to my mind just the second was this little Jewish restaurant in Paris that my sister and I had lunch. Um, we had falafel, might've been falafel, eating falafel for the first time. I can't remember, but that memory and what we were eating and really who I was with sticks with me. Okay. Leadership. Many students talk about leadership in some capacity. And remember, leadership does not necessarily come in a title. But where do you stand out? Where do you lead? Is it on campus? Is it off campus? A sport, a club, on stage, student council, rotary or key club, youth in government, model United Nations, art in the classroom, in your family. Maybe you're a leader in your family. There's plenty to write about when you consider all of the communities that you are a member of. It is likely that you are a leader in some area in your life, small or large. And if you have trouble with that category, ask your, your parents or ask your good friends to give you examples of where you are a leader. Okay, next, experiences. Think about you. Where are you from? Big city, small town, rural area. Who do you live with? Both parents, foster home, single parent home. Who are you? What religion are you? Are you biracial? Are you a feminist? Are you part of the LGBTQ community? Are you adopted? Have you, ha- have you experienced death, divorce? Were you raised in a liberal as were you raised as a liberal in a conservative town or vice versa? Were you raised on a farm? Are you part of a military family that travels often and you've changed schools more times than you can count? Who are you? Where do you come from? What do you believe in? Oh my goodness. Like literally, there's. I hope that you're seeing that there's so much you have to write about. So you just, you know, you're going to have to choose at some point. But experiences, people often think that I mean experiences like traveling the world and that kind of thing. It can mean that as well. But experiences is really what I'm getting at is the who are you question. Sort of what has been a part of your life? What experiences in your life make up who, who you are? Let's go on and talk about hobbies. <clears throat> Hobbies is a catch-all for just about everything because you'll notice I didn't write sports and like all of those, all of those individual sports or arts or all those things. Hobbies is the catch-all for everything that you might be thinking in your head. Those are my co-curricular activities, okay? So the colleges really want to know outside of your numbers, outside of your test scores, outside of your GPA, how much... How do you spend your time when you're not doing homework or writing papers? For me, I kept busy as a cheerleader. I was on student council. um, And at home, I was in the pool all day or watching college football. So how about you? Um, So do you, is it guitar? Is it reading? Is it performing, snowboarding, gaming, robotics, programming, horses, drawing, cooking, karate, uh, leadership, um, community service, uh, sports. What sports do you play? What is something super cool that you enjoy and get lost in? 
what is your coolness factor? Something cool to you, something maybe I don't even know about that you could teach me, like fencing or beekeeping or alpaca farming or rock climbing. These are all things that are hobbies. Now, in this category are are also going to be the things that you're actually literally involved in that are hobbies, like I said, like student council or band or cheerleading or um, ski club or book club or diversity club, whatever it is that you do at school. Those all fall under this category of hobbies as well. Okay, next category is, we're almost done. uh, This is category number six. It's called objects. Now, I think everybody has some kind of object, but maybe not. So I'm going to explain what it is, and then you think about, again, your own personal experience and write down those examples. There are tangible things that you can look at or look to, and they might be in your bedroom. They might be in the garage. Maybe it's a baseball card collection, ticket stubs, music, funky shoes, old t-shirts, religious objects, a piece of jewelry that's been handed down to you. Maybe it's the old car that you and your dad worked on together. I love the question that's this. If there was a fire, name three items you would grab first. So think about that question in relationship to what I'm saying here. What is the What are some objects that have meaning in your life? So for me, I have this um, diamond and sapphire ring that, so sapphire is the birthstone for September and I happen to be a September birthday, but so is my mother. And my father gave her this beautiful ring when she turned, um, when she had a big birthday, I think she turned 30. And then later she handed that ring down to me. So that particular object has a lot of meaning to me. Now, I'm going to also say that my Wonder Woman um, collection also has meaning to me. And it's like a lunch pail and this little um, uh, piggy bank that's like her, her bodice, like having like a fierce expression on her face. And I have uh, several other, I have a big comic book uh, collection, like coffee table book and several other things, mugs, um, not a ton, but it's meaningful to me. Okay. So what objects in your life have meaning to you? Okay. And again, it could be t-shirts or old sneakers. I've had, certainly I've had students write about those kinds of things. And the last one is work experience. Don't discount your work experience. There is plenty to write about. And if you have a part-time job, you have lots of life lessons. If you have an internship, the same thing. So maybe you babysit and, or you work for a fast food chain or a restaurant at the, or maybe at the local mall or maybe you work at a bookstore or an ice cream parlor, or maybe you work the family business, whatever that is. Maybe it's a store, a farm, a family owned gym or a preschool, wherever you work, there are life lessons there. And if you have an internship related to something that you're wanting to do later, that is certainly gold on the ground as well. Now you're in for a huge treat. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited because we're really ready for the good stuff. This brainstorm exercise always has my students raving. Whether, whether I go to a school and just do a mini version of my um, essay camp or actually do the essay camp um, live, you know, ready to go and it, we're on day one um, or section one of the camp, this is the exercise 
that gets them oh, thinking, oh my goodness, I get it. And so I want the same thing for you. Okay, so I want you to do this right now. I want you to get out a piece of paper and I fold, and fold it into three parts, sort of um, across. So like the paper should be look like a rectangle, uh, horizontal, a horizontal rectangle. Yeah, horizontal rectangle folded into three so that you have three columns. And at the top of each column, I want you to write the following words. In the first column, the very top, I want you to write the word what. In the second column, I want you to write the word why. And in the third column, I want you to write the word memory. Okay, so if you're using um, the computer, you can you know type this. But I'm a visual learner, and I also know that when we physically write something, it's it, I don't know, it sort of registers in your brain in a very different way. Oh, I just, <laughs> I just woke up my little Elvis here. Um, okay, you're going to be fine, Bubby. All right, so does that make sense? If you can write it actually out, that's fine. But if that's not your, your MO, then don't do it. You do it your way. I'll do it my way. I'm just giving you some suggestions. No worries at all. <clears throat> okay, so let's begin the brainstorm process. So my first question is this, what do you value in your life right now? What's important to you right now in your life as a teenager? And so using the categories we just talked about, those seven categories, use those as your launching point. And I want you to choose 10 to 12 things that you value most. Now, we're going to speed through this exercise because it's we're on podcast. We're not actually live. So when you do this exercise on your own, I want you to write down 10 to 12 things that you value most. So I'm going to give you my example as if I were doing this exercise right now. And you can start to jot down some ideas, but you may not get to the end of this, you know, this section before I move on. So if I were doing it, I'd say, okay, let me look at my categories, my seven categories. Where did I write down some good examples? So I might write down under hobbies, I had college football, and I also had cheerleading. Under work experience, I had part-time job. For people, I had grandma, and I had single mom. Under leadership, I wrote down student council. Experiences, I wrote down oldest of three girls, and I also wrote down camping as family vacation. Places that are important to me, I wrote down the backyard swimming pool, and I also wrote down Mama Gerber's home. For objects, I wrote down my sapphire ring and my Wonder Woman collection, okay? So all of those, I don't know what that is, 10 or 12 um, t possible topics would go in my what category, in my what column, just lined up sort of bulleted, okay? So that's what I want for you. I want you to use your what column and using those categories, look at your categories, look at what you wrote down for each one and choose eight to 12 that are really popping off the page for you and write them all down in your what column, okay? All right, so we're going to move to the next column. The next column is at the top, it should say the word why. Okay. If you hear nothing else today, 
I want you to know this. So if you are distracted right now, come back, come closer. You want to really listen and I want you to write this down. Your why is the secret sauce for your essay. Let me repeat that. Your why is your secret sauce for your essay. Another way I say this, and you may want to write this down as well. I often say, what you do becomes your resume. Why you do it becomes your essay. So this column is the most important column on this sheet, okay? Because it leads to everything else. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about why you value those items in column one. So before you begin writing, I'm going to give you an example, okay? So here's my example, and I'm going to take student council as the example. So three students set out to write their essay about being on student body or class, class council. So the category is leadership. And the category for each of the three students is the same. And in their what column is also the same. They've all written down the two words that say student council. So up to now, these, two, these three students are exactly the same applicant, basically. So when we get to their why, here's what we do differently. Okay. <clears throat> so student A values their role on student council because of the because he's the student body president and he really values his mentorship with getting to meet the with the principal every two weeks okay so henry student body president he values student council for the mentorship he gets with principal ashton student b stephanie she values student council because of the fun and the camaraderie with the, uh, her other fellow class officers, okay? So really, for one word, I'm going to say friendship. So Henry values it for mentorship, and Stephanie values it for friendship. And student C is Cindy, and she values student council because of leadership, that's where she first learned that she was a leader and became and got, you know, became confident in her leadership abilities by being able to speak in, in a microphone to uh, the student body of you know, 2,000 students. Okay? Same category, leadership. Same topic, student council. But each has a different why. So in your why column... You want to, at this point, not, not this minute, but when you do this exercise, what you want to do is look at your 10 to 12 what's and choose eight to carry over and choose your why. Write down your why for up to eight of your what's, okay? So you can go ahead and start doing that as I continue talking, but basically you're gonna do this exercise on your own. And I have a little cheat sheet for you to do this on your own. But I'm kind of stalling right now because you might be brainstorming, you might be writing down. So I'm stalling just a second to give you some time to write down some, some whys if it's popping in your head right now. If it is, go ahead. It's carpe diem. 
All right. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit more time. I'll give you one more example of a why while you maybe write down some, some thoughts. So using um, my part-time job as my what? I worked at Henry Moffitt's Chicken Pies in Bellflower back in the day. And so I actually have two possible whys. I learned the life lesson of thanking those who helped me. As a waitress, I had to give up 10% of my tips to the bussers and the hostesses. So I learned the lesson of gratitude early on and really sort of the lesson of like it takes, you know, it takes a team. And I didn't just, just because I'm the waitress doesn't mean that I, you know, did it on my own. And when I was a busser or a hostess, I remember thinking, you know, like I'm working hard to help this waitress. So it seemed only fair to, you know, tip out 10% of my tips to those who helped me. Okay. The other possible why I have for why I value my part-time job um, is the life lessons of managing money. I never asked my parents for spending money. I paid for movies and extra cheerleading uh, things and prom dresses, and I saved money for college using my part-time job. So the lesson of, of managing money um, is another option that I would put. Now, I have to choose one for my part-time job. Uh, I can't put both of them down because I'm not going to write two essays about them. So anyway, those are, that's another example um, so hopefully while I was talking, maybe you were tuning me out and you were writing down some, um, some whys for yourself. All right. So are you with me so far? I hope so. I wish you were here to, so I can see you. Um, all right. So we are now ready to come in for a sort of a smooth landing because here's where it all comes together. So the last column says memory. And ultimately, this is going to become your essay. But you can't get here without your why. Again, the why column is the most important on this, on this little exercise on the sheet that you have in front of you. So here's what most teenagers don't realize. The story you share in your essay comes from your why, not your what. So you want to write that down. The story you share comes from your why, not your what. So the, the essay is the memory of my why. All right, I know I'm maybe confusing you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down. So just, just bear with me for a second. Before I let you loose, I'm going to give you the examples. I'm going to take you back to those student council students to give you some solid examples so that you understand what I'm saying. Your memory comes from your why, not your what. All right. So using student A, Henry, he's the student body president, and he values student council because of the mentorship he gets from Principal Ashton. So his memory of mentorship is this. Using one window of time, he gets to meet with Principal Ashton every two weeks on a Tuesday. So his memory is going to be one Tuesday for his one 20-minute meeting, and he's going to give me an example of the lessons gleaned from the sage principal, Principal Ashton, whatever it is that he learned in that one window of time. He's not going to give me the memory of all of the Tuesdays they met or all of the things that they talked about. He's going to give me one example that highlights the mentorship Okay, student B, Stephanie, 
she values student council because of the friendship, the fun and the friendship. And so her memory is about painting posters, making posters to put to put all over the school just a week a week before school starts. They're having a big paint party and there's like eight of them and it's Stephanie and all her buddies and they've been on student council forever together. And the memory is really, it's really less about the, the actual posters they're making, but about the fun that they're having together. So her memory is about paint, painting posters with other fellow student council members. Okay, student C. <clears throat> student C values student council because of leadership. That's where she discovered she's a leader. So her memory is about the first time she took the microphone out of the, the, you know, the podium and walked in front of the podium and addressed the um, all the whole school. The whole school was like you know over two thousand students, and it's about her speech and sort of growing into or figuring out that she in that moment had finally become a leader. So student council for her is about leadership, and the memory is goes with that why. It's a memory of her sort of becoming a leader. So same category, leadership, same topic, student council. A different why will lead to a unique essay for each individual person, okay? So write this down. I already said it once, but I'm gonna say it again. What you do becomes your resume. What, why you do it becomes your essay. So your essay comes from your memory and your memory comes from your why, not your what. Wowza! (laughs) Well, that was super cool. And there you have it. My super secret, but not so secret anymore, brainstorm activity. I am so happy that I was able to share that with you because often, I mean, most of the time I'm just live and it's only really able, uh, I'm only able to share it with my campers, my essay campers, or my students that are in my writing workshops when I go to speak at high schools and give the writing workshop. That's the mini camp on campus and then, of course, the full camp in the summer. And at the end of, um, and when we're doing it live, what I love about doing it live is, of course, that we get to sort of banter and really push and sort of explore other topics. And I love, love hearing about students and what they, um, what their coolness factor is and finding that for them. So, um, yes, essay camps uh, during the four, four days you get, or the four um, sections, you get uh, four essays at minimum done and completed. So super exciting. Be sure to tune in next week. That is all I have for you today, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to Destination University. I'm Dr. Cynthia Colon. If this episode has in any way helped, fueled, or inspired you, please share this episode with three people in the next 30 minutes. Thank you so much for listening this week. You can subscribe to Destination University. That's Y-O-U. University, wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, leave us a review. It sure does help a lot. By subscribing and reviewing, you are growing, you're helping to grow the number of informed families across the nation. Thank you for joining the movement. And if you haven't binge listened to our first season, 
episodes 1 to 13, might I recommend a few of my favorites. Episode 13 with my VIP guest, Gary Clark. He's the director of undergraduate admissions at UCLA. We talk quite a bit about the college essays. He offers great tips of his own. You don't want to miss that episode. And once again, if you found value today, please share this episode with three families in the next 30 minutes. I'll be sure to see you here next week, same time, same place. Until then, wherever you are, may you have a happy and sunny day. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening this week to Destination University. Be sure to join Dr. Cynthia Colon again next Wednesday and get one step closer to your success. 